Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. What's going on, my man? Yo, yo, what's up? What's, how you doing this evening? I'm doing wonderful. What's up with you? How you been? Man, been been doing good. Uh, pod been growing, bro. That's the pod good. has been been growing. Um, shoot, man. It, since I talked to you uh, last episode, I had the pleasure of interviewing uh, such people as the lovely Sarah J, um, Kelly Richards. And then a few other people, Kim Swallows, Quincy Rowe, it man getting every perspective of the game, bro. <laughs> I mean that that's how you. I think that's why it's growing. That's why it's so diverse because you're not just having the same people up here saying the same shit. You know, you got a bunch of different perspectives and everything. It's fucking dope. Yeah, man. And and I see you've been been making moves. I've been hearing about you. Lock it down in NYC. Lock it down in NYC with the with the crew, <laughs> with the network. You know what I'm saying? And um, which which is uh, because like I said, because I know that uh, did you attend the Exotica in New Jersey? I know you. I'm pretty sure you did. No, I didn't. Uh, I was supposed to go down there on Saturday, and mm. the way that it worked out was that production hold popped up like late, yeah. late Friday night. And then one of the people I was going to shoot with was just telling me like, oh, I'm not going to shoot. And I only mm. had another one other shoot that whole trip. So I was like, eh, ain't no point. Oh, man. Uh, especially with that production hole, because that just made it, you know saying, kind of useless to even go because you can't even do anything. Yeah, and I'm not one for like, well, especially with COVID the way it is. Like, I'm not trying to walk around that convention hall, you know, mm-hmm. bumping shoulders with people. Like, there's going to be a time and a place for that, but I, I didn't really think that would be the best thing for me to do at that time. So I just said, fuck it. Didn't end yeah. up going. Yeah, man. I just, like I said, I, and the way things is going now with this damn, <laughs> this new variant shit, man, because I, I was doing. Plan to do some traveling. <coughs> Excuse me, but uh, shoot, that that, that that might not happen for a minute. The way it is, man. How is it up in New York anyway with that? You know, it was okay for a little bit, but now it's bad. Like today, I went to go get a uh, a COVID test, and mm-hmm. I th- I went in at like ten thirty, eleven o'clock, and yeah. they didn't call me back to go actually take the test until quarter after six. Good. Like, is it, yeah, I was see on the news how long the lines was just for the testing. And I was sitting there like, damn, it's like that. It's even to the point that I think like today they talking about now mailing tested people, you know, and it, it's kind of like to me, why don't y'all just admit y'all don't know how bad this shit is. And, 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 and y'all I'm- just trying to, Y'all just trying to not rile up the people, but it, it, at least the motherfucker, at least Biden was at least trying to be somewhat honest with his shit for what I saw, but it's just like the news and just the agenda itself is kind of like they just don't want to admit the truth. Everybody's catching it. No matter, and and it doesn't matter, and it's not even about whether if you vaccinated it keeps you alive or not. It's motherfuckers still catching it, dude. That's the point. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of people in my life that I know personally 
I got the shit. Fully vaccinated, yeah. boosted, the whole nine yards. Still got the shit. Yeah. And you still got to do the same quarantine as if you was unvaccinated, which is so crazy. <laughs> the same procedure. The same procedure. I'm down for 14 days, no matter what. So I, I look at that. I haven't caught, caught it or anything. Thank God and stuff. But um, Yeah, I've been lucky. Been... And I've been doing a lot of traveling, too. Oh, shoot. Dude. Oh, we're going to get into that, most definitely, because we need to know who you've been shooting with. Because I see you've been putting in work, buddy. <laughs> I've been putting in crazy work. Most definitely. Let, let me go ahead and do these particulars for these people. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Smokers Lounge here on Anchor the Perfect App for anyone trying to start their own podcasting career. All you got to do is download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and get yourself a profile start podcast today. I'm your host, Kevin Arbison, a champ. You know what it is. Find all my links, my porn links, my music links, my social media links, all with one link, allmylinks.com backslash porn rap star. Also, since I've talked to you, we now have two sponsors now. So the first sponsor is the Facebook and Ask Community, lsworld.com. Go there today and get yourself a profile and continue your journey or start your journey to life of kink. And the other wonderful sponsor is Eroticism Magazine. Every month they drop a new issue of some of the sexiest ladies from around the world doing some freaky and naughty and nasty shit. So go to eroticismmagazine.com, get yourself a monthly subscription. You can even get paperback, mail it to your house, or you can look at it digital. So go ahead and go to Eroticism Magazine and get yourself a subscription. Also, as you know, we're a proud member of the GW District Black Podcasting Network. Talking about multiple podcasts, giving you the black experience. Plus, why you did get some shopping done is you have the opportunity to buy products from over 500 black retailers and shops. So go to shopgwdistrict.com, buy black, support black businesses, build a black economy to create generational wealth. And also, we have a new place where you can listen to me. I'm talking about Skyhawk After Dark TV. Go there today and you can either listen to the podcast or Listen to the radio show. There's no telling which episode they might actually play. Even I'd be curious sometimes. So go to skyhawkafterdark.com backslash STO Smokers Lounge and check me out and catch the smoke over there. And I'm going to let this man that I've been waiting to bring back, the king is back, ladies and gentlemen, introduce himself. <laughs> Hello? 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 I'm gonna bring you back. Black Wall Street is now online, baby. That's right. Visit the GW District. Shop the very best in men's and women's apparel and accessories, home decor, office supplies, books, pantry items, and so much more. The GW District is a retail marketplace of black-owned products and media. We're both veteran and black-owned, and we're bringing you the best online shopping experience with products made by small businesses. Come and experience the GW District difference today at Shop gwdistrict.com that's shop gwdistrict.com the gw district a retail marketplace of black owned products and media that's right that's right that's right hello yes if I'm yeah sometimes it do that that dumb shit so if if that ever happens and you see me cut it off i'm just gonna hit you with another link we we'll just get right back to it so but the good thing is i got the particulars out the way so introduce yourself what's up everybody <laughs> this is peter king the king is back thank you so much again for having me man it's always a pleasure no doubt no doubt so you have been working man you have been working so who's some of the ladies that you've been working with who you've been shooting What's been going on with the king? Well, uh, since we last spoke, I've uh, been just kind of bopping around a bit. I uh, went out to L.A., uh, went down to Miami, just scoping mm-hmm. out what's going on outside of my region. Because I think mm-hmm. that's very important as a producer. That's something that you absolutely should be doing. Been flying mm-hmm. a couple people in, shot with Tokyo Lin, Day and Night, okay. uh, Harley King, Valeria Castile. Tons and tons of people, like especially out in LA. LA was wonderful. So, so how is LA porn scene different from the NYC? 
I'm gonna be straight up with you. It's more professional. It's okay. more professional because we have an established industry there, and we have a network of agents and talent and producers who want to keep things running smooth. I feel mm-hmm. like in New York and other certain areas, Chicago and places where maybe the scene isn't as big and the yeah. productions aren't as on a larger scale, people just mm-hmm. got get the impression that like, oh, I could just not show up or not be tested or whatever and it's going to be all uh-huh. good. It's not like that in L.A. In L.A., oh, some of these big studios, they could put three, 4,000 into a shoot. And if mm. you show up and you say, oh, I'm not tested, or if you just stop answering your phone the day of, mm. you, can't, you can't do that over there. Like, you will never work uh, again. Oh, no. See, I tell people, when you go to L.A., when you go Hollywood, because that's what it really is, um, you better have your mind right because it's a different game. And I mean, the money's bigger, the spotlight is bigger, and the scenes are bigger, actually. You know what I'm saying? So speak to, like, you know, um, was mostly like content trade or you were just working with different companies? How these shoots went down? Very, very little content trade. I just reached out to a handful of agencies that had models that I was interested in, chopped mm-hmm. it up with them, just asked them, all right, are is she available this day? Is she is this girl available that day? And they showed up on time, testing the straight, mm-hmm. get mm-hmm. did the scene, paid them their money, and it was all good. So when you were shooting it, did you like shoot out of a hotel? Did you get, get rent a studio? Where, where was your spot set? Where was your set at? I was doing hotel that time. Okay. Next time I'll go out there, I'm definitely gonna be putting up that extra money for a studio set just Mm -hmm. for that cleaner look like shooting out Mm -hmm. the hotel is cool and all but that's not where the mainstream is the mainstream Mm -hmm. values the set and if you take a look at vixen for example vixen fucking Mm -hmm. massive company love what they do they are they have a division in france where they're shooting over in france and they're shooting girls from germany and france and spain and whatnot and Mm -hmm. in the set when they're filming the scene, the couch mm. and the bed are in front of a big bay window overlooking the Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. It's just aesthetic. It just looks nice. It just has mm-hmm. a quality to it of, you know, of actual film as opposed to the gritty, raunchy gutter shit that New mm-hmm. York is more known for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, shoot, so... Now, you say you reached out to agents to uh, to get some of the girls or what have you. And, um, well, it's, I guess for your, your, your content, well, the paid shoots, I'm pretty sure you paid some of the girls, especially the Asian girls or what have you. Speak to the fact that when the agencies are not so quick to work with everybody and how you kind of having a reputation, which is a good reputation, helped you get the girls that you need from the agencies. It's everything. It's dead-ass everything. When Mm -hmm. you first approach an agency for the first time, they're going to ask you for certain things. They're going to want to have, in some cases, they're going to ask for references. And Mm -hmm. what helped me with that is I had worked with some of their talent previously, uh, either prior to that talent signing with them or while they were not in L.A., whatever. And Mm -hmm. I was able to just say, well, just ask this person who's on your roster and Mm -hmm. he'll vouch for me. And they did. Mm -hmm. Um, They'll ask for your websites. And Mm -hmm. if you're over there and you're sending them many vids links, OnlyFans links, you're going to have a hard time. You're going to have a very hard time convincing them that you're not someone who's just going to up and disappear tomorrow or that you're someone who's even safe to work with in the first place. You know, that, yeah. that's all. And that's why they're doing it. They're doing it for two reasons. For one, always going to be the safety of the female performer. Like, yeah. that's, that takes precedent over everything. But then, yeah, other than that, it's also the reputation of that performer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's like, but it, the difference between dealing, because a lot of cats don't understand it when it's different when you, 
to talk to the girl directly versus you have to go through an agency because you really got to have your ducks in a row way more so than you would the average chick that you're trying to holler for a shoot, you know, period. Because they have to think about their reputation first and foremost and also where to send the girl because they want to ensure that that girl is going to stay signed with them and continue to help them get money. You feel what I'm saying? Absolutely. And that's something that I especially want to speak on and talk about because Mm -hmm. we have people, and it's a, a thing in New York, especially, and I'm seeing more of it, and it's not sitting well with me, I don't like it, of people mm. claiming agency, of saying, I'm an agent, I could get you shoots, I could get you booked. When the fact of the matter is, there yeah. is only one legally licensed and bonded talent agency operating out of New York City, and it's mm. owned by me. Mm-hmm. There, there is, there is nobody else. Anyone who's saying come to New York and I could get you shoots, and they're not me. What they're mm-hmm. not going, they'll get you maybe one, two, three shoots. But what they're mm-hmm. mainly going to do is set you up with private clients. I and, think what, what what I think it is is that cats use that word agent loosely and manager because to me, <clears throat> or even PR. You get what I'm saying? Because to me, at the end of the day, one, how can I put this? In order for you to be an agent, that means you got to have cachet and you know companies, you know, period. The one thing I did say that, like back in the day, I did have contact with Busted Baby. Though. I can get girls four or five shoots in New York. You feel me? Because I was in contact with these people all the time, sending them girls, you know, period. But it's like these dudes here, they don't know anyone, but they quick to say, I'm an agent. I ain't get you shoots, you know, period. And it, how can I put this? They don't even, even submit, they don't even submit the girls properly, let alone submit the girls at all, you know, period. Because, like, do they even still do the, the, the three pictures of the girl standing side with her hands down to her side completely nude? Do they still do that anymore? Uh, some people do. Uh, I know that that's something that I generally will ask for when I'm speaking to somebody for the first time. And mm-hmm. But at this point, in like the day of social media, like if you have a porn Twitter account and you're actively promoting yeah. the porn, that's more valuable yeah. to me. Like be, just yeah. being able to go on Twitter and seeing it, you know, seeing the type of content you make, how you look mm-hmm. uh, during the scene, that's more important to me than, mm-hmm. you know, those three, four agency pictures. But I know, I know what you're saying, and yeah. you know, if, if there's someone who's around and they're talking about, I could get you one, two, three shoes. <laughs> that's one thing. That's you know, all right, you know, you, I'm gonna hold you down. I'm gonna get you a little bit of work, put some money in your pocket. I don't have a problem with that. There's no issue with that at all. The issue comes in when people yeah. start claiming I'm an agency. I have contract girls. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. Because <laughs> the difference with the girls I was with, I didn't have them under 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 paperwork, and I never claimed to be an agent. I just knew people. These cats is literally pretending like they can get them magazines and shit. Like literally get them work with Hollywood. Damn their brazen. Yeah, and that's what I take an issue with when. You, you come out here making making claims or just kind of fucking the game up for everyone else. Because when you have girls coming in and they're signed to an agent or they're living in the West Coast and you start putting shit in their ear about, and this is shit that I hear all the time, New York mm-hmm. is cheap, New York is dirty, uh, you mm-hmm. you better off doing private clients in New York. That's not true. <laughs> but they'll still kind of create that fake agent wannabe pimp mentality. So that way they could, and let's keep it a buck, they do it so they could get a little bit of pussy out of the deal. And they do it so some of them could take a little bit of money off the top for setting up with private clients and shit. Which which is funny as fuck because even on that tip, the girls could do that. They got themselves. Why do they need that that motherfucker? It's it's, it's just like... (laughs) You feel me? Because to a certain extent, it's like 
that's what the the biggest thing that happened from the time when I started was the integration of the escorts being more intertwined within the business, which in shit like that, guys talking about my agent, people talking about my manager, you know, all that shit to even happen. Because because then people wasn't looking at a person's cachet no more. They wasn't looking at the person's resume no more. They were just hearing the talk. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, and that is one of the things, like, just looking at it from that perspective, that shit doesn't fly on the West Coast. That's another thing about the West Coast. Like, yeah, if, you know, you could conduct business however you want if it's in the industry. But if you're doing shit that's having you pop for STDs, that mm-hmm. is making you late to shoot, if you get in gangbangs <clears> with <throat> four or five random people who paid $100, mm-hmm. $150 to go to a party, mm-hmm. they're not going to really stand for that in yeah. a more corporate production house. So why should we accept that over here? You know, it just because we're on yeah. the opposite coast doesn't mean that we should just throw standards out the window. Yeah. And I kind of noticed that even back in my day that, yeah, it was a, it was a difference in standard as far as shoots when it came to West Coast or New York. Like, I tried to pattern my shit more to West Coast with the, the camera, the lights, you know, with the the role play, you know, the little skit, you know, that shit. It, it, but New York was like the gritty. We we just going to fuck, you know, Rick Nasty. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The fatness. You know you, you know where I'm coming from? And funny yeah, but- I Rick- said, like yeah, Rick, ahead. Rick Nasty, Mike Dirty, those those yeah. are my guys right there. Like, yeah, and they're still. Please don't tell me you went out. The... Sega. No, no, go go ahead. You came there's back. Like, there's still. Okay, cool. I was saying that you know the Rick Nasties and Mike Dirties. They've been doing this shit for so long and not even just exclusively in New York. People like Habib show. Yeah. Like, uh, this is a subgenre of porn. The yeah. urban, gritty aspect of it. And so many people still fuck with it. So many people still love it. It's mm. lucrative. And so if you want to be honest, and now, now, you want to be honest, New York was the leader of East Coast porn. It, it, because they set the precedent for that gritty. Because it, even back when I came in the game with Rick Nasty, uh, <clears throat> Busty Baby Doll, Cyber Sensation, them them people, it was just that uh, Soul Flower. I remember her. She used to have the throwing shit back in the day. That shit was gritty in in the PJ in the projects and blessed with that goddamn red ass uh, couch <laughs> leather couch. <laughs> she always had that goddamn scene. You know what I'm saying? It y'all set the president for East Coast porn because he was in Florida, to be honest with you. Because Florida actually shoots like y'all do. To keep it one hundred. Like the the thing that kind of gets me now at this point is New York is being perceived, being talked about in a certain light, and. That's That wasn't the driving motivation behind me starting the agency. I did it because I feel like we needed it. I feel like it was necessary. I feel like it's mm-hmm. going to benefit everyone. It's going to massively benefit uh, new new models who mm-hmm. wanted to who want to come up, but maybe don't really have an idea of what to do, who yeah. need a little bit of guidance, a little bit of direction, a little help getting shoots. It's for them first and foremost, but also it's about time that the East Coast, the Northeast in particular, started to be taken more seriously because we have plenty of serious producers out here who who do amazing work. And there are people just of the mentality of that from there, they shoot a certain way. They're probably not professional. I'm not going to fuck with them. Now, 
we're going to play devil's advocate for a second since you are a agent. Now, the hardest part of being an agent is, let's just be honest, dealing with women. <laughs> women can be impatient, short-sighted in goals sometimes. It comes to this business. So as an agent, how do you deal with that, especially a girl that may not be getting booked a lot? So since I'm a new agency, since I'm just starting down this path myself, mm. I am signing people to six-month contracts. Okay. I'm not doing this off-the-wall wild shit. You got people saying, oh, I got girls signed to five-year contracts. Oh, you're a fucking idiot. The, mm. you, you don't need to sign somebody in this stage of the game to a five-year contract. Like, how many... How many porn <laughs> careers even last a full five years? Why would you? Who, who, five years? Man, shit. You, I had to laugh at that. And though, if anyone signed a five-year contract in any type of situation, in porn, you're an idiot. You need your head examined anyway. That, so I'm not coming from, from that ridiculous angle. I have people that I'm going to bring in. I'm going to sign them for a very short period of time six months, a year, always an option to renew. If we work well together, if we do business well together, all right, you can come back on for another six months, another year. I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, if and the, the opposite also holds true. If we don't do business well together, if we don't work well together, well, in a very short period of time, this contract mm-hmm. will have expired and we'll part with us. Mm-hmm. As far as how things operate during that period of time, mm-hmm. there's, I think, and I'm going to explain this thoroughly to everyone who I sign, who, who I decide to work with. If you expect me to just kind of hold your hand and do everything for you, it's not going to work. It's just, there's no path forward. There. I'm going to help you as much as I possibly can. I'm going to be there morning, noon, and night for you. I'm going to be able to do most things that you ask of me. But I cannot just sit there and hold your hand through the whole process because that's that's not going to be beneficial for either one of us. I could tell you what time to be at the shoot, but if I have to go pick you up from home and take you there. <laughs> yeah. That's where we run into some issues. <laughs> That's a problem. You can't even get to the money. <laughs> I didn't see that happen before. I'm like, really? You you couldn't have figured that out. So <laughs> you, you know, there, there's out. gonna be there's out. gonna be limits, but mm-hmm. I'm going to make myself available as, as an agent, as a person, you know. And I understand, like a lot of a lot of especially women coming into the, the porn industry are on the younger side. So they may need a little more guidance, a little more direction, just because they haven't lived as long. Mm-hmm. And they might need to be kind of walked through some things. I'm cool with that. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I understand it. It makes sense to me. Because the, the, the hardest part we deal with the young heads, from my experience, is they like they, they own a shiny car. They, they car jumper sometimes. So it's kind of like finding that, I guess, that girl that She's the perfect merger. She's a good, she's good business, very business savvy, but also willing to listen. Because that's another thing, too, is girls listening to learn. Because it's like some of them think they know more than you, even though you don't want to got the contacts. So here's one thing that I've experienced already. There are models that I've talked to, that I've spoken to. And we, we've had the discussion. We've had the conversation of, all right, this is what you want to do. So here's my advice, my perspective of what that's going to entail. And then they just go and they do the opposite. And then two months later, oh, how come this didn't work out for me? Da, 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 da. Because you asked three different people. They all told you the same thing and you decided to just do your own shit anyway. Some people... You just you just can't you, you can't, can't tell talk. Shit. You can't you know they they know best. 
they know everything. And if that's the mentality, then we're just not going to work well together. You know, I'm not perfect. I don't know everything. I'm willing to listen. I'm willing to learn. But at the same time, that's a two-way street. Now, would you be agents for male talent? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So how would you handle them differently from the females? Male talent, I would have to, especially in New York, because this is a recurring problem in New York, I'm going to have to put the emphasis on performance. Performance, performance, performance. There are so many guys up here who have the idea that they could be a porn star, that they'd make an amazing porn star. An idea. Bobby, you, Bobby, you tell me. When, when no, some no. of these guys come through and they have an idea, what happens when the camera cuts on? They can't get it up, can't keep it up, can't bust a nut. <laughs> and usually, usually you could tell within the first five minutes how a shoot is going to go when you're trying out a new male town. Yeah. And it, yeah. the crazy thing is I've, you know, I've worked with so many female talent and I've mm-hmm. had a handful of bad experiences. Mm-hmm. I've given a fair amount of guys a shot and only one has ever been able to pull through. Mm-hmm. It is such a oversaturated market and, you know, little, little kids coming into this shit, you know, watching the shit, 16, 17 years old, they're looking at the screen like, oh, this looks easy. He's not even fucking her right. I could do this in my sleep. And then yeah. as soon as they turn 18, they go out, they try to get the shit to pop But from. see, But see, you know why it's like that? Because the way that it's filmed became easier. See, when anything became easier for the public to tap into it, that's when that mentality... When I grew up with porn, it was. It, I, I don't think I can do that. I don't think my dick big enough. You, you, you get what I'm saying. That's my <laughs> first thought process because they, they can't. No male talent before this it, in our age bracket can sit here and say when they first thought about it, they say I could do it. There was some doubt in your mind. Actually, you might have had to been coached into doing it, like my ass. You feel what I'm saying? So. Nowadays it's different. Just like you said, oh, he ain't fucking right. I could do that shit, and this dude could even keep his dick up for the damn girl. He's he's fucking now. <laughs> and that that's a good point that you bring up, and it's especially good because you've seen it elsewhere too. We've seen it in the music industry. <clears throat> yes, yes. What happened when? You know, you I'm sure you remember in like 2003, 2004 when yeah. that big shift happened from people going to the studio to people buying the Digi 001 and 002 M boxes later on and shit like that. And then you get a cheap mic, fifty hundred dollar little condenser mic. And put the shit on put the shit on SoundCloud. Throw the shit up on SoundCloud, uh get a tune core, fifty bucks to get your music distributed anywhere. Take out your cell phone, shoot a little video. Now you have the public easily accessing this career, this field that used to be reserved for people who were vetted and talented and kind of brought up in the game before yes. they were exposed to the masses. That's the and it's cheapened the game because people don't realize that ten dollars per CD <laughs> added to fuck up way quicker than these bullshit streaming. Trust me on that. That hand-to-hand, bro, that was beautiful money, man. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, uh, that was when that was going out as I was coming in. Yeah. So I remember hustling mixtapes. Yeah. Yeah. And think about it. It's it versus streaming, you know. And when I tell people that, yeah, motherfuckers made more money back in the day in porn. Just in the early 2000s, did they doing that and didn't have to do as much, you know, period. Because it was about that quality, you know, period. Because I remember, actually, 
let's be honest, the fatness, Orion, he, he was a pioneer for this damn era because he was doing it first. <laughs> By the way, he shot. He shot with the tripod. And that that's something that a lot of people adopted just because of easy use and no shot at, at Orion or anything. Orion <laughs> definitely been doing his thing for a long time and he's certainly a pioneer in the shit. Yeah. But it's a, it's just different levels of production. Yeah. And because when people Ryan, are entering an industry, when they're coming into the shit for the first time, yeah. a lot, especially the younger people, a lot of them are just going to look for whatever the easiest route to take is and jump on that weight. So when yeah. people are coming in, what, what are they seeing? Oh, I can set up my phone or I can set up a tripod and start an OnlyFans and boom, that's it. I'm a porn star now. So you got to treat me the same way you would treat Mr. Marcus. Mm-hmm. And see, and see that, and that's the that's the problem with the normalization of the game. Because, like I said before, it's we revered them guys to the point that shit, it was an honor to be a porn star. It was an honor to actually be doing shoots. You know what I'm saying? Because even with you. You're trickling towards ABN shit. Let's keep it 100. By the way that you're moving, by the way you're shooting, and who you're shooting, actually. Because you're shooting some girls with that cachet. And you and you messing with agencies, which I'm pretty sure the agency that you probably were talking to, ABN certified. <laughs> and so, ABN certified, they have a real thick-ass book that has a list of every agent, company, Whatever you name it, that they put their stamp on. And I guarantee that's one of the agencies you were talking to. (laughs) Absolutely. And you know what? If that happens, great. But I just know that for what I'm doing right now, it's Mm -hmm. more so just about the the path to putting that work in. Yeah. That all that shit, the accolades, the recognition, that's that's over there. And I'm going to get to it. I'm focused on here and now. What are the moves that I'm going to be making in order to build my business, build my brand, make my products more lucrative? Because that's the that's the other thing that people don't want to talk about. Yeah, it's great when you have big agencies willing to work with you. When you yeah. get studios, when you're doing all of these additional things in order to work but we also have the downside of how much money that costs at the end of the day and that's where a lot of people hit that brick wall once they realize oh shit Mm -hmm. Uh, and when you go through an agency it costs how much Mm, nah i'm i'm good i'm gonna stick to only actually yeah because it's not gonna do the shit for free and they get a percentage Let's get to keep it one because the, one they're also helping make your image, you know. Period. That's the whole to make you look like money so you can get that money because they make money when you make money, you know. It, it doesn't matter whether it's modeling, whether it's porn, shit, music. That's the whole function is to try to set you up to where you can make money beyond the scope where you at. You know, period. Because it's like it, it to me it's kinda like how can I put this? Do you think oh, this thing, I'm gonna ask you this then? Do you think an agent can move a BBW in the game? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely I do. Because I, I see it happen. Okay. Some of the biggest agencies have BBW signed. Mm-hmm. And it's because they know, like, it doesn't even matter necessarily if it's a BBW. You could put any label on them yeah. and say, Do you think an agent can move this person? If that is an experienced agent who knows that individual's market, who knows the market of the people around them, who knows what the audience wants, they'll be able to do it. Now, if 
that agent goes into it and let's say a BBW performer approaches him and mm. they don't know the first damn thing about companies that shoot BBWs, BBW mm. markets. If they mm. don't know any of that and they sign her anyway, that's why it's doomed to fail from the start. So if you have someone who's going into it who already has that zeroed in and can say, all right, well, you know, I know this company, Orion. I can send this person to Orion. I know BBW Highway. Uh, depending on, you know, her shape and everything, Hog. There are companies out there who are shooting BBWs, and if you're a savvy mm-hmm. agent who's tapped in and tuned in with the business, then you could place that model that you sign in those situations, in those scenes. She makes money. Mm-hmm. She starts to pop. You get your residuals. Everybody's happy. Now, I will give Hollywood this one credit that they have now added BBWs to the spectrum when it comes to agencies. Because I remember at one time, an agent wouldn't touch one. <laughs> wouldn't touch one. Even though there was companies that shot BBWs, and I'm talking about shot them heavy, and you know what I'm talking about. Agents still wouldn't touch them. So it's it's nice to see that that has I mean, if you remember back at during that time as well, there were agencies, there were agents that would just refuse to sign black girls because yeah, the menta- and and black men too because of the mentality yeah. at the time was ebony porn doesn't sell. Yeah, <laughs> it's damn sure. Yeah, because that because see that that's the thing I, I tell people is that porn has came a long ways. In many ways, because we kind of took it away from Hollywood to a certain extent, as far as that the quote unquote average person can make money at this, you know, period. But where the porn star gets gets over on the content creators, we have longevity with it. They have just a ceiling, and I think a lot of content creators don't get that. Many of them don't. Many of them, and I, I've seen this too, where some people will, some people in the industry will mm-hmm. publicly say, oh, this is just like a good way to make money. This is just an easy, this is the easiest way to make money and saying shit like that. It's like, damn, mm-hmm. that's really how you feel about it? Like, this I'm is the it. easiest way to make money? <laughs> like, I've, it- I've, I've worked regular ass jobs and mm-hmm. yeah, it was hard work depending on what I was doing. There's a lot of hard work involved, a lot of late nights and early mornings. And But you know what? At the two weeks, when the two weeks was up and I yeah. got my paycheck, I knew how much was going to be on it. Bingo. With, with porn, you you have no idea. You could Your shit yeah. could just pop off and you'll be doing super, super you well see, for two weeks. You see what happened is with you. Social media and the news sit here and say Jimmy Smack made a million dollars. <laughs> it it devalued the business. See, people don't realize the little tidbit shit that been happening over the years that been devaluing our business, and people just it just skated past people. You know what I'm saying? Because the whole thing of it is is that the porn star has a certain type of respect, especially when it came to men. That, yo, when you saw Mr. Marcus, he was that deal. Wesley Pice, he was that deal. Peter North, whoa, you know what I'm saying? It's These guys was like, yo, they were the men. You feel what I'm saying? But then when you have the Jimmy Smacks, you know, then you, of course, you had the rappers that started doing it, the OnlyFans. It took away that polish. You know what I'm saying? And it's coming back, don't get it twisted, because no matter what, people want quality porn, and they're willing to pay for it. Fuck where everybody heard. You know? But it seemed like, to me, that's what has been happening, just the devaluing of it. And I think that's a very good point, where at the end of the day, the only guarantee of success is a quality product that's well-made. If you're able to provide that, no matter what it is, if you're a rapper, if you're a singer, if you're a porn star, if 
you're a fucking basket weaver, I don't give a shit. If you're able to provide people with a good quality product that is well-made and does its job well, then you're going to be successful so long as you continue to work hard at it and give it your all and continue to increase the quality. Yeah, because it's like I I would think that as you make more money, you're going to want to advance what you're doing. You want to add to it, just like with with, with my podcasting. I went from doing a podcast to myself to interviewing people to having co-hosts because I saw the response that it was getting from people. And so I was also making a little bit of money, let's just be honest. <laughs> you know, period. But it's like, to me, especially ladies, guys, some of we... After a while, some of them, after getting their ass whooped, they get it. But with ladies, they get comfortable and they get stuck. And it's too late because then the money doesn't drop. They don't know what to do. And that goes to something that people say all the time. People, it's very visible. But for some reason, people still aren't actively participating, actively listening to it. Diversify your income. If you are a budding content creator, if you want to get into porn and you're listening to this right now, from me to you, I'm speaking directly to you right now. Diversify your platform. Look at what happened two weeks ago. ABN Star, a a platform built by one of the biggest news agencies in the porn business. It's ABN and XBiz. And AVN came out and they created a OnlyFans competitor site. And the <laughs> it was created by performers, for performers, all the buzzwords, everything that will never kick you off, all that. Come two weeks ago, what happens? AVN Stars is shutting down and no longer processing papers. They didn't really... I'm- I missed that. Oh, I you missed, missed that. that. I missed that news. I saw some. I saw something with ABN Star, but I didn't pay attention. Yeah, ABN Star, <laughs> as it currently exists, is going to be gone. I think by the end of either this month or the end of January. I forget. So why that. did they say that it was shutting it down? And that was going to be my next point. They didn't really talk about it, which isn't helpful. Uh, if it's the banks kind of forcing you to, to give up your, your payment processor, then say that. Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. can't continue to run a OnlyFans competitor site with an 80% payout rate, then say that. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's one of those two things. Either they couldn't afford to run it anymore or I, the bank forced them to, to stop issuing payments. I think... I think the latter. I don't think it had anything to do with the banks. The reason why I say that because even though ABN Star had ABN backing it, people don't realize how much damage OnlyFans did to the porn industry on a money hold to from the webcam webcam sites always even the ABN Star because ABN Star they was somewhat of a webcam site. And they started to shift. You feel what I'm saying? They yeah, they they, they started off in that field. Yeah. So a lot of them had to switch gears because OnlyFans was killing it. And see, when you switch gears, it's kind of like uh one of my favorite karate movies, Once Upon a Time in in, in China. Jet Li was fighting this guy. And uh, the guy was beating him, so Jet Li used a certain style against him. And he started beating the guy. So the guy actually copied what Jet Li did and defeated Jet Li. But he bowed And Jet Li couldn't say, like, why you bow to him? He said, you made me change up my shit in order for me to beat you, which means that you're my master. I had to learn from you. So when... The news came out that them fuckers made a billion dollars only fans. 
it made a lot of companies switch fucking switch excuse me switch streams change up shit many bids start putting more emphasis to the live cam um x videos if people don't ain't notice they got no they got a premium section they about to do memberships and clips yep come on come on Fansly, all these sites popped up with the OnlyFans. OnlyFans became the model now. And even to the point that Crystal Cell is somewhat doing the same thing because they got rid of their membership site. And I was making money with that motherfucker. And that's always what it seems to be ultimately at the end of the day, where it's, you know, these companies making all these changes and whatnot, but who gets hurt? The people who are making money off the platform. Yeah. Those are the people who are really suffering. Because it was like when cause when I sit there and looked at it, I was like, okay. One, I think a lot of these companies, because I keep saying this, a lot of these companies are overseas and they want to be more solo content creative, more webcamish anyway. Because that's where they're moving. You know, period. Because they were looking at what, what OnlyFans, because one of the things OnlyFans had, which was when their quote-unquote popular shit was alive. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot, and they were also too, people don't realize, girls won't making that much money off their content. They don't make money off their referrals and, and them goddamn promos. <laughs> See, but they didn't put that out there. They put out there, we making money with their content. So much misconceptions, dog. I swear. And people were getting it how they could get it, but ultimately, at the end of the day, the first point that you said was the one that mattered the most to people. That OnlyFans was valued at a billion dollars. Yeah. That that valuation came out, and they said this company is worth a billion dollars, and everybody lost their fucking mind. They said what? They made a billion. A billion. It's crazy. We need to switch up the site. <laughs> we need to do more solo content. What else they got? Yeah, yeah. We need to do a manual payout too. <laughs> and see, that's and, the crazy part. That's why everybody went to OnlyFans. That's the main reason why the sex workers went. Because at one point they had a manual payout. Something that simple blew up OnlyFans. The manual payout combined with just the fact that for the longest time, you could just have your shit on there, and they weren't going to bother you about it. Yeah. And then by the time they started to bother people about it, it was already an established platform, and it was as big as it was, and it was too late for people to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. So because now think- everyone's talking about, oh, I hate OnlyFans, I hate OnlyFans, and with, with good reason to. But in the beginning, when you first started making money off there, nobody had any hate for OnlyFans. Because it was just a good platform at the time. Mm-hmm. They were paying more than anybody else. You could have pretty much whatever on there. And it, it was a very simple and easy website to use. Now, the hoops that you got to jump through, crazy. <laughs> because, see, now, me, I didn't fuck with it because I did for a little bit. I only made $30. I just didn't like the, the way it was set up because you couldn't tweet from it and shit like that. But, but I saw it was twerking for everybody, you know, period. And, and like I said before, I just think that only people don't realize how much only, it's just like I said before, people don't realize how much only fans really changed the game and it didn't change it in a good way. Cause it also cheapened the game because I don't give a fuck what nobody said. We won't discount before OnlyFans. I can't remember a site we were discounting. You couldn't discount on, on Clips for Sale. You couldn't even discount no. on Rude. The only website that I knew of before, prior to OnlyFans where you could actively do sales and discounts was Money And even that, like, yeah, it was done, but it wasn't, like, heavy. Like, people weren't doing it constantly. Yeah, like, it was know. like it, but see what once again it's that element came in because also I'm not knocking. Okay, let me let me let, let me say this. I'm not knocking the escorts, please. I'm not. I, I love y'all. 
But y'all did bring the escort competitive. I'm going to cut, undercut the next girl so I can make money mentality to the discounts. I, I don't think that, like, I think that may be a part of it, but more yeah. so than that, I think it just comes from OnlyFans itself having that mm. goddamn percentage in there. Yeah. Just them coming out and saying, you're top 2%, you're top 3%. So that oh, makes it made people... them happy. Oh, it, it, they were jumping for joy for that shit. Oh, God, they, they posted, <laughs> they posted, they profiled. I'm like, and some of them ain't been one percent in months. That's the funny part. Now some of them never hit it. Like I, I'm saying, uh, in my, I have a separate account that I use just for solo clips and, and stuff like that. In my in my Twitter handle, I put top zero point five percent because anybody can say anything, and that's what I'm getting mm-hmm. at. Anybody could just say fucking whatever, and if anybody calls me out on it, I'm like. Well, I never said I'm top 0.5% on OnlyFans. I just said top 0.5%. You assumed I was talking about OnlyFans. <laughs> That's not what it was. But see, the thing is that they actually think that shit means something to the consumers. It, it actually don't. It, 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 really... creates, it, it creates this FOMO, this like fear of missing out of, mm-hmm. oh, well, you know, I'm top 2%. So that means that my shit is so hot that it's better than 98% of everybody else's shit on the website. Even though nobody comes out and really claims that to be the case, it's implied. Oh, I'm in the top 2%. I'm in the top 1.5%. And in that case, it creates this kind of like this fear of missing out from the consumer standpoint where they go, damn, you know, her shit's that popping. I wonder what she got on there. And they'll at least click on the link and and look around, see what's up. And OnlyFans being the way it is, you can't really browse on OnlyFans. You follow the link, and it's going to say it has this many videos, this many pictures, this many posts. Are you going to subscribe to see them or not? And sometimes that curiosity just gets so uh, overwhelming for an individual that they'll be like, I'll try for a month. Now repeat that a couple hundred times. So yeah, because I because I think that the biggest the biggest thing, because especially now heading towards the end of the year, that you can see OnlyFans lost its steam, and um, in many ways, I mean I'm pretty sure girls still getting it, but they're not getting it as it once was before. But that's with anything. Because it became so saturated, it's no way in hell that you can sit and tell me that girls really was getting it anymore. Or as strong as it was at first. Because so many things and, and, and so many changes that was made to the platform to begin with. The thing that, that caught my attention, the thing that caught my eye with, with the whole thing, mm-hmm. and when I, when I kind of knew that the OnlyFans money was looking a little funny. Yeah. You remember, like, last year, year and a half ago, how so many people were coming out and posting the screenshots of their monthly earnings? Oh, yeah. I noticed you that ain't stop. seen one of those in a little minute, have you? Oh, no. Oh, no. No, no. I'm going to tell you when I knew. I'm going to say this now, people. And I'm about to make some people mad. If you post, you have a free subscription. You're not getting money. Because why, if you getting money, you ain't going to offer shit for free. <laughs> Let's make that clear. You ain't going to offer shit for free. That let me know that, okay, this thing is coming off of it now. Y'all ain't making it like I used to. Yeah, because yeah, they, they stopped posting how much they were made, making and all that good shit. But see, I... It, but it, it like put it this way. It was bound to happen anyway because OnlyFans was going to fade fade off a little bit anyway, even if they never announced kicking off the sex workers because it would, it was just going to be that way. That's how it happens anyway. Yeah, not, not every platform is popping for it. That's just not no. the case. 
But shoot, but OnlyFans, they that was the most popular because Pornhub never hit that, never hit that stride. No. <laughs> well, I mean, you want to talk about a platform that's suffering at this point. Oof, yeah, Pornhub. Damn, Pornhub is suffering. But see, but see, it's their own fault. I'm sorry. It's their own fault for this one reason. Y'all originally did not ask. It's funny how for so many years they didn't ask for no ID. You know what I'm saying? Now, when they did that model program, they started to, but even then, a person could post without posting their idea or anything. And you know, I told people it's the the tube sites what made everything hot. Once again, anybody and everybody was posting. It went from the Facebook groups to okay, Pornhub. <laughs> because even with Pornhub. It used to be a time where it was majority professional or indie talent and producers and companies that was posting on there. You didn't see no straight up amateur, amateur bullshit or couple decided, you know, she's sucking the dick. Hey, baby, let's post it on Pornhub. That wasn't there. And then slowly that started to happen because they wanted that traffic. I mean that that's how I initially got started, honestly. By, yeah. by just doing that. That that was when I when I got into things, that's how it was. You just and that little bullshit thing that I threw up of just my girl sucking my dick, that that became like one of my biggest videos, like three hundred K views in two weeks. Yeah. And see and then, and see the thing and see the difference with you though, you went ahead turned to a career. These motherfuckers, they just post the shit and then of course the bullshit is it like I said when they when porn became less taboo and more normalized, it changed the game, but it may not change it for better. That's just my opinion. Maybe I'm just an old forty fogey that love the old school porn of the early two thousands. <laughs> Cause I'm sorry, it to me it was just. It was more professionals. You it, it, you run into more professionals than you would ever amateurs. Now you run into more amateurs than you would a professional. Crazy. But I think that the way that things are going now, people are starting to realize that with the way that the banks are acting, with the way the websites are yeah. acting, it's very much do or die kind of mentality. Yeah. And if you aren't going to do what you have to do and be professional. If you're not collecting mm-hmm. your paperwork, if you're not collecting the IDs, if you're not getting tested, if you're putting shit up without people's consent, like if you're doing all this bullshit that maybe you could have got away with two, three years ago, you're not going to last long in the game. You're going to try mm-hmm. to put your shit up on these platforms and you're not going to make money out. So you mm-hmm. have to either adapt to the way that the industry is now or get the fuck out. Which... Brings me to this point. No matter how motherfuckers sit there and say we want reality porn, no matter how much you say to air the content creator, it always come back full circle to the porn stars. Because it always come back to the professionals. Because we know what to do and how to do it to where we can make the most at it for long term. Because it's a marathon and not a sprint. Correct. <laughs> That's the difference mm-hmm. between a porn star and a content creator, people. Go ahead. I'm always going to be of the mindset and of the mentality that if you want to be in the if you want to be in this business, you know, I encourage you to take the steps to be in the business. Just make sure that you're doing things the right way. That's what we're primarily asking of new content creators coming in. And a content creator could very easily become a porn star. A porn star could very easily become a content creator. But only if you go about doing things the right way, getting your money right, and truly becoming a professional of this craft, of this art form that you want to be involved. 
Yes, because understand if you play your cards right, you can make money for long long term and even branch out and might even do a podcast like my black ass. <laughs> because because it, and that's the other thing too, before we go, it's gonna be a lot of podcasts talking about all this shit. So and, and I'm starting to see that the public wants to know more about what we do and how we do. Especially on a professional level. Because especially with all these damn um, spaces, even though some of the people in the spaces, uh, I scratch my head, but nonetheless, at least you're trying. <laughs> I, I, I tried spaces out one time, and I, I don't even remember what was said, but I just heard some like ludicrous bullshit, and I was like, you know what? I, I don't got to do this. I'm going to head out. Oh, man. I, when I heard paid content trade, I was out. I said, okay, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I'm going to say this, then I'm going to let you tell everybody what they can spend money on you. I'm going to say this again. You either going to do content or you're going to get paid for the shoot. Anybody that sit here and pay a girl and give the girl the content, I'll leave it at that. Tell everybody where where they can spend some money on you, brother. If anybody wants to come and spend money on my white ass, you can come over to peterskingdom.com, rawwhitemeat.com, slutsaroundtown.com, and passionsonly.com. Uh, I know we spent a ton of time shitting on OnlyFans today, but yeah. if you want to check it out, it's onlyfans.com slash peterkingproductions. You find me on Twitter at peterkingprodu, P-R-O-D-U, and the number one. Uh, and you can also find me on all major streaming sites, X Hamster, Fap House, X Videos. So, yes, the king has returned. And once again, he has spoken and dropped some knowledge to all you people. And this is the reason why I do these podcasts, to give you dumb fuckers knowledge. So with that being said, life is a learned experience. What's the point of the experience? You didn't learn anything. Smoke this over. Thanks for coming back, man. Can't wait to bring you back again, brother. For sure, man. Always a pleasure. No doubt. Peace. Peace.